Welcome to Radio Tambua, an outreach of ACFA, the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. ACFA equips God's people for the defense of the faith, biblical discernment, and cult evangelism. Let's begin today's message. The Great Commission requires all believers to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe everything that Christ has commanded his disciples until his return or until the very end. Now if you listen to that mandate very carefully, you will notice that the Great Commission involves preaching or what we would call evangelism and discipleship, that it begins by convincing non-believers for conversion, proclaiming the good news of the gospel, and those who believe are baptized, and they are taught to obey everything that Christ has commanded, which culminates in the process of discipleship for believers. And being that we are saying that the making of disciples is a two-step process that involves preaching and teaching or evangelism towards discipleship, we need to be asking ourselves, how best can we do evangelism, especially in our day? And I would like to put this to you, that effective evangelism will require us to recognize that evangelism that we need to do is actually what we call cult evangelism. When you look at the assumptions in the Great Commission, you will recognize that the disciples are being sent to preach the gospel to people who are not necessarily atheists in a sense that they deny Jesus or the Christian faith, They are not necessarily agnostics in a sense that they are not sure about God's existence or not, but that these people already subscribe to certain religious beliefs, certain doctrines, certain worldviews of their day. As you can imagine, when Jesus sent out the disciples in Matthew 28, they were going to Jews, they were going to Samaritans who already worshipped on the mountains, They would be among the Greeks and the Romans who already had their different types of gods and altars. So cult evangelism is not outreach to atheists, so people who are empty-headed and do not know anything to believe. It is evangelism in a context of people who are already spiritual and religious, except that what they believe is wrong. Understanding this is very important for our times. It helps us to understand that we are engaging people who already have convictions, people who already believe certain things, people who in most cases will be very passionate about those things, some will even fight, and many, some will even possibly want to die for those beliefs. So the question I have for us today is, how do we do outreach to cults in the best possible way? in a Christ-honoring way, and in a way that will win these people already involved in false religious groups to see the error of their belief system and to come to the knowledge of the truth of Christian teaching and especially of the gospel of God's grace. Now I would like to share with you at least three things that can help us to begin thinking about how best we can do cult evangelism. And one of those things is to say, you as a believer, you need to know basic Bible teachings. Knowing what you believe 
What you yourself stands for and why goes a long way in helping you engage in a meaningful and winsome conversation with somebody that you are seeking to win for Christ. I should quickly remind you that no one can know every false teaching of every cult in order for you to engage with people in such backgrounds. But at least as Christians we can learn the Bible well so that we can develop our abilities to recognize cultic error, resist it, or respond to it. As someone has said, people who work in a bank are trained on recognizing the original bank money or notes, such that if they should ever touch anything that is not original, they will quickly identify it. The starting point for believers, therefore, in dealing with cults and false religious groups, is believers or Christians knowing their own Bible doctrine. What is it that Christianity teaches? Do I believe these things? And how can I carefully and very well articulate them, especially when I meet people who don't necessarily agree with me? In terms of knowing basic Bible teachings, it would be good to begin with the essentials of the Bible. Essential teachings, those teachings that are foundational for Christianity, those teachings that must be true for anyone to be saved. Teachings like God's unity, that there is one true God and is the creator of the universe. Teachings like God's trinity, while there is only one God, he exists eternally in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we see that in the baptismal formula in the Great Commission. Teachings like salvation by God's grace, and those are foundational, that if you really know them, and you have reasons why you believe them, and you can carefully articulate them, you are well on your way to holding a meaningful conversation with someone involved in a cultic group. But number two, we must remember that this evangelism of ours ultimately is not an intellectual battle, it is a spiritual one. That we speak to people who believe wrongly because their hearts are closed, their minds have been blinded, their relationship with God is non-existent, and therefore we need to be praying for these people that the Holy Spirit of God may open their hearts to understand, to see the error of their ways, to be willing to acknowledge and accept the truth, and therefore put their trust and faith in Christ Jesus. Someone has said that before you speak to people about God, talk to God about these people. That successful cult evangelism begins with men and women in prayer. Men and women who agonize for the soul of the lost and the deceived and who wait upon the Lord to deliver these people from the shackles of deception into the truth of the Christian faith. So before you even start a conversation with these people, you need to remember that this is a spiritual battle and only God can address it and therefore pray. Ask God to give you wisdom to help you think clearly and be able to articulate the truth of the Christian faith well. Pray that the people you talk to will take a step closer to a real relationship with Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you in your discussion and to open his heart or her heart. Tell the person that you are talking to that you would like to pray with them or for them, especially before beginning your conversation. And guess what? There is a way in which you can pray that you can actually summarize the foundational teachings of the Christian faith in your prayer. 
And remember that whenever you pray, people will always respect that moment, even when they don't agree with you. But they at least will be keenly listening without necessarily interrupting you. And that's a wonderful time for you to summarize the doctrines of Christianity or maybe even to summarize the, the major tenets of the gospel of God's grace. So for instance, you could pray and say, Lord Jesus, there is no one like you. We are so grateful that you would take on a human body, die for our sins, rise from the dead, and offer salvation as a free gift through faith to all those who believe. That you have already paid the price so they do not need to. That you are willing to gift them with faith so that they may trust and believe. Would you, O Lord, give us that gift of faith? Melt our hearts so that we may receive the only gift, the greatest gift that God could ever give a man, and that in Christ Jesus we may be saved. We pray this. Amen. Now by praying that prayer, you have summarized the deity of Jesus, you have summarized the work of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection, you have summarized how salvation takes place and how a person receives the faith unto Christ, and you have done so in a way without conflict, without debate, without interruption, because you were praying. So through this prayer, you actually begin to minister to this person before you even engage in a conversation. So number one, we are saying that as a believer, going out to engage with people in cult evangelism, number one, you yourself must know what you believe as a Christian. You must know why you believe it. You must be able to carefully articulate it with this person. Number two is that you must pray for this person, recognizing that this is a spiritual battle, and that people come to faith not necessarily because of smart arguments, even though it's good to have good, smart, and logical arguments, but ultimately they come because Christ has opened their hearts by His Holy Spirit. And so we trust Christ, that He uses our carefully crafted arguments that are true, that are biblical, and the Holy Spirit uses them to touch the people that we are trying to share the gospel with. But number three and finally, is that I would very much encourage you in your conversation with this person to strongly emphasize the gospel of God's grace. You need to know that most cultists are raised up in environments that are legalistic at heart, that they are taught that salvation comes by the things they do, by the effort they put in, by the way they sweat for their church or their organization, and people who have been raised in uh, getting only that which they sweat for have no clear understanding of the finished work of Christ and the free offer of God's grace that Christ gives. So, these people need to hear the truth about God's grace more than anything else. They need to be introduced to a God who has already done it, to a Jesus who said it is finished on Calvary's cross, to the one who says, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, to the one who said, anyone who comes to me, I will never forsake. And when they get to understand that, then they will realize that it's not about what they do, but what Christ has already done. That it is not about their efforts, which in most cases have already failed them. But that Christ, while recognizing their failure, still calls them and wants to make them his own. You may want to remind them of verses like Titus chapter 3 verse 5, 
that he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. We have Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 to 9, where we read that for it is by grace that you have been saved, through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. When God's people hear about the grace of Jesus, the fact that Christ has already paid it all and now invites them to the banquet table to eat food that they did not sweat for, to receive a grace they did not work for, to be given eternal life that they did not desire or deserve, overwhelmed by that amazing, wondrous work of God in His grace, they are melted in heart to receive and to believe. So we've said three things so far. That there are three things you as a preacher or an evangelist could do as you reach out to people that are already involved in cults. Number one, know basic Bible teachings yourself, be able to articulate them, and especially have reasons why you believe them. Number two, pray for the people you are going to engage so that the Spirit of God may work in their hearts and might help you to converse fruitfully and effectively. And number three, in your message, emphasize the grace of the gospel, the offer of the gospel, which is not the efforts and the work of any man, but the finished work of Christ Jesus who now calls them. And these and many others will help you to have a meaningful conversation with somebody who already believes wrongly or is in error, and hopefully and prayerfully, God will not only touch them, but will open their hearts to understand this wonderful truth of the gospel and to consider placing their faith in him to the glory of his name. May the Lord bless you. To learn more about the Africa Center for Apologetics Research, visit us at africanapologetics.org.